Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. Hey, we're glad you're with us again this week. John Morris, Katie Smith, and we get to sit down, Katie, with one of Baylor's all-time greats in women's basketball, just Baylor, one of Baylor's all-time greats, period. Just in general. Yes. <laughs> and now back working with Baylor women's basketball, Sophia Young-Malcolm is with us today. Yes, welcome. Thank you Thank so much you. for joining Thank us. you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I was surprised when I looked at the list. We hadn't had you on the Sikkim podcast before. Oh. Your name came up, and uh, I thought, no, surely we've talked to Sophia. Maybe when she came back to work, you know, here and – Sorry to say, we're just <laughs> now having you on, but no better time like no today. No better time yeah. than the present. Great. No better time Great. than the present. <laughs> Great. And we catch you in the middle of basketball yeah. season. You're back. I think people know back as assistant AD for player development mm-hmm. for Baylor women's basketball. Um, and not easy to find time in the middle of basketball season, but mm-hmm. thanks for making time for us. Yeah, no no problem. It's a, it's a joy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, the day-to-day in the role of assistant AD for player development. So you're a member of the coaching staff, essentially, but what's kind of the intricacies of that role? Yeah, and and this role is kind of it's so unique, and it's it, there isn't any like set uh, standards for mm-hmm. it. If you go to different places, you'll see different people doing different things, particularly for what that team needs. And yeah. I think for me, day to day is just about being there for the for the girls and mm-hmm. trying to get them with uh, community service and get them out in the community, get them uh, involved with different mentors, trying to set them up for life when this when all this is done, because it yeah. does come to an end some, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. So it's just about getting them uh, ready f- uh, in that mindset, at least a thought yeah. that, hey, let's let's make sure we build relationships. Let's mm-hmm. make sure we connect with people. And I believe that Baylor has everything that they will need for success in every aspect of their life. Yeah. So let's make sure that we connect or build some sort of relationship with somebody here that can help you in the future. And um, basketball-wise, um, I don't have the opportunity to be on the court to work with them, like mm-hmm. one um, basketball uh, skills. So it's about, hey, encouragement mm-hmm. whenever they're doing something. And if I can Im- input, input any type of insight where I see that they, especially the post players that yeah. they're not doing right or they can do better. I can say, Hey, maybe do this next time. Or, you know, somebody's a little bit discouraged. Yeah. I can say, Hey, this is going to, it's, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things that we can work on, you know, to do differently. And uh, so just different aspects like that. And for me, a unique part of my role here at Baylor is that I get to be like the spiritual advisor for the team. Mm-hmm being doing devotionals and kind of like a chaplain uh, for our team. So that's why I said this role is unique to every different team and that yeah. everybody's going to have the same type of, um, you know, situations mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in, the, in their team. So, so far it's been, it's been fantastic and I, and I enjoy mm-hmm. it. So, uh, 
Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You're basically the assistant AD for preparing champions for life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that title. How about that? Much, yes. yeah. <laughs> you have a different title, but uh, that's one of the mantras, you know, that yeah. Mac likes to say here. And, gosh, you just have – you have the ability, you're in the position to have a huge impact on these young ladies' lives. Yeah, and, and that's the hope, right? That's right. the hope. You hope that something that you say will – will stick yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, I always try to put myself back yeah. um, to where they are, you know, and I would think, okay, when I was 21 years old, <laughs> did I want to hear anything like this? Yeah. You know, how would I respond if somebody comes in and they're constantly telling me, hey, this is going to end, it's going to end, and would yeah. I just be like, please stop talking, or would I really take it? Yeah. So I try to I try to put myself back in their, in their shoe to just kind of see how I can um, formulate the words in, in a better way that, yeah. um, that it can and uh, hopefully make an impact. So sometimes you see glimpses of when they put put into action something that you say, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they are listening, <laughs> right? So that's, that bec- there's, uh, there's some high moments in that aspect, and then there's some low moments where you're like, do you hear anything that I say at all? I've been trying to teach you this for, like, forever now. Yeah. So um, so it, it's, it's, it's been good. It's yeah. been really good. That's awesome. You, I feel like it's just so valuable to have someone that's been in their shoes, right? right. You played at Baylor, you experienced all these things, you played professionally for so long, um, which so many of our student athletes have aspirations to do. Um, but how, what are kind of, are you able to kind of educate them on how far women's basketball has come or how far Baylor women's basketball has come since the differences since you played? You know, there's this is an interesting aspect when you're teaching the current generation about the past. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't really have um, a true appreciation for what came before you sure. because you're just like, okay, well, why shouldn't I have this? Or yeah. why shouldn't I have that? And I'm like, hey, we did not have yeah. a whole locker room like this. Or we did not have a practice exactly. facility right. to where, you know, to where you can come in at any time and, yeah. and, and shoot or any time to get better. And I always think to myself, like, man, what if I had this? Mm-hmm. Would I have gotten so much better, right, yeah. as an athlete? Or if I had me, <laughs> if I had somebody like me, yeah. like where yeah. would I have been, you know, the decisions that I would have made and um and I I, I've made some pretty silly decisions like you know between those college years but would I would I have um done differently yeah and so you try to um, educate them in some way but uh, it's 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 a little bit challenging to get them to understand the past yeah but um so it's just a matter of how do you be present in their moment and see their problems and use use their problems in a way that you can guide them towards a better you know a better decision or a better life you know um so that they they don't keep repeating the same mistakes that I made right as uh when I was when I was here or somebody made 5 years ago uh because Baylor have had so much success you know especially in the women's basketball department so it's 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 hard to to when when a player comes in and they just automatically think they're going to be successful mm-hmm. right uh, because of the success and so i guess that's one of the cons of being successful right mm-hmm. everybody comes in and you just automatically think you're going to be successful but it's like hey you really had to work we had to work extremely hard to get to this point yeah and so we want you to continue to do that and not just kind of live off of the past but mm-hmm. it, knowing that there's there's a process to this and um, Baylor is a fantastic place where you can get your name written, you know, written in the books for doing some um, pretty spectacular things. But you can't do that without working hard. Yeah, you know, you can't awesome. just show up and yeah. and be good, right? You, sure. And we have all the facilities, all everything that we need 
to be the best and I keep stressing that I'm like when you come here you can absolutely be the best that you can want wow. that you yeah. want to be mm-hmm. you know and um, and I don't know if they hear me at that point <laughs> yeah. it was one of those things I'm like you can absolutely be the best yeah. that you yeah. want to be and uh, can you really focus in and put all the distractions aside and really you know get in the gym and 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 get better you know just think about a, a shot that you missed why did I miss that shot you know mm-hmm. um, how can I do it differently and also another aspect in, in my role particularly it's make friends with your professors yeah. every time you go into class have a conversation with your professors you know just talk to them about their lives and what they're doing don't show up in the class late and mm-hmm. you know and expect them to give you an A after when you never participated or you never even yeah. show that you cared enough about about them or what they're teaching you know I'm like make friends with your classmates yeah. Yeah. right make so many different things I'm like hey these people are going to be people that you can call back in the mm-hmm. next 10 years when you come back to homecoming and say hey I'm going to homecoming yeah. Do you want to go? So those those aspects. Make friends, not with your teammates. <laughs> They're already with, your friends. <laughs> make friends with somebody else yeah, on yeah. campus. So those kind of things we try to stress. That's such great real-world advice that yes. you have. I'm curious uh, with so some of the newcomers this year, like Dariana, you know, like Bella, they come in. And do they know you and know your background and your success? Or is that something that they get here and then all of a sudden, oh, Oh, she played on a national oh, she championship actually knows. team. Yeah, because that carries oh, weight, right? Yeah, this, yeah, like exactly. She says it, but she did it. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, what's that like for the newcomers when they come in here? I think they heard, uh-huh. but I don't necessarily know if they knew it like, gotcha. to, to where it's like an understand, like an internal understanding. Like yeah. um, this, like I was here, we worked really hard. And, you know, sometimes the things that I've done even shocks me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look back, I'm like, wait, I was that? Oh, my wow. gosh. That's, that's so, so if they don't know, then, you know, I can't really take them for that because I don't even remember myself. <laughs> but um, but I think it's when when they got here, as, as we've gone along, they kind of, you know, started seeing. And I don't try to interject myself into their lives, you know, yeah. to, to say, you better listen to me or else, sure. you know, I sure. just kind that's of, not your personality. No, yeah. absolutely right. not. So it's just about, hey, um, D, can I let me give you a hug real quick? You know, this yeah. is you. I, I can see that you're struggling, yeah. you know, like, hey. This is this is what I think that can that can be helpful yeah. for you. Yeah. So that just is such a huge role. Moments. It yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. I love these player development roles that we've kind of seen come on to different sport programs in the past. I mean, probably three to five years yeah. is kind of when very recent, blanks, but yeah, even very more recent, recent for right. most sports. Um, but I love it because you're kind of that person that's. They, they trust because you're part of the program, but it, it's that added, you're kind of there to walk through life with them. And I loved what you mentioned about how at Baylor you're able to kind of be that spiritual leader for them. What does that, those relationships for you kind of look like? Yeah. And when it comes to like spiritual development, that's, it's such a sensitive topic and it's yeah. such an interesting, you know, role or, or dynamic of how to navigate that mm-hmm. in terms of where people are spiritually. Do you force Jesus on them yeah. too much? He's like, you know, accept Jesus or go to hell, right? Did right. you say that? Or you just, you just walk them through life yeah. and and live your life in a way that they will know that you yeah. love Jesus, yeah. right? I love because that. I think those mm-hmm. kind of I think those kind of examples can be so much more instrumental yeah. in your growth and your development more so than somebody's like, hey, you know, you got to read the Bible or yeah. else, you know. Yeah. So those kind of living, so I. 
with me, I try to do both. We yeah. do um, a, a devotional once a week, and it's about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and we don't really force it on them. Mm-hmm. They have it. They can read it at any time. And so we get in there. We ask practical questions, like, from the devotional. How can this? How does this affect you in your life right now? Uh, one of the questions, one of the devotions we studied uh, a few weeks ago was about you know that what you're going through now in 10 years you're not going to even think about it yeah. you know so i had to like yeah. put that into perspective for them like hey i know you feel stressed right now like <laughs> basketball is everything yeah. and i can tell you from from life <laughs> speaking that i was here you yeah. know so many years ago yeah. and then now i'm here that hey this is not the end of life <laughs> it's not the end all be all that yeah. there is going to come a time when you're going to look back and not even remember this moment, Isn't right? Crazy? Or, yeah. But what wisdom to have that in their right, locker room right. telling like, them, hey, yeah. I know it feels this way. Right. But, but life is not going to be <laughs> over. Like, you can mm-hmm. still make it. And another plus, being at Baylor, that you can – you know, Absolutely. be in that role and have and talk about those things and, you know, tell about your faith, talk about your faith really unabashedly, you know, do that. Again, that's one of the great things about Baylor and Baylor Athletics. Absolutely. And that's why when I first came to Baylor, it, there were so many things that I loved about this school and still love. My kids are going to go here regardless of what my husband love says. It. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll no, talk to no him. No LSU, right? Yeah. right? No. Visit LSU, <laughs> but come to school no, at Baylor. Yeah. Um, love no, you. but Malcolm. that's one of the reasons why I came here is the, is the spiritual aspect that Baylor has. You know, I mean, I grew up in, in, in the church and um, been, you know, have often uh, surrendered my life to Christ since I was, you know, a teenager. So yeah. uh, choosing a school where, where you can say Jesus out loud was, was a huge deal for yeah. me. So. Yeah. That's awesome. What uh, let's reminisce a little bit about Ooh, that fun. recruiting process for you. Uh, what what stood out? I mean, you talked about that being a factor in you uh, coming to Baylor, but uh, what else do you remember about the time when you were being recruited and coming to Baylor? Um, when I came on campus. Well, first of all, I wasn't recruited by a lot of schools. Mm. So let's just get that out. Baylor was the opportunity only. Opportunity missed. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I bet they're feeling silly. <laughs> Baylor was the only, quote, unquote, big school that recruited me. At yep. every, uh, it was two other schools in, in Louisiana, small D1s. And I remember going to their visit. I'm thinking, like, there's no way <laughs> I, can, I can be in South Louisiana, right? And um, so when I came on campus, like, my, I felt like, this is something I was praying about, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, this is it. You know, before I even met the players, before I even, you know, um, got into the locker locker room or everything, I just felt like this is the place that I was supposed to be. Um, and I thought, you know, Danielle Crockham was here. She was phenomenal in, in hosting. And then I, I remember watching, um, I think they went to the Sweet 16 with Sheila Lambert and mm-hmm. just feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to play here. This is this, like this is it. This yeah. is the place where I wanted to be. And um, Coach Mulkey did a fantastic job of, you know, recruiting and, and, and making me feel welcome. And, and I feel like being here – uh, at Baylor, it was by far the best four years of my of my life ah. on a consistent basis, where you didn't have any problems, any stress about kids, or yeah. worry, you know worry about anything. You were a young person and just feeling the freedom to to play the game that you love and to enjoy the people that you're around. So um, I came in with about four or five people, and it, they were phenomenal yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah. I feel like you mentioned earlier you try to message to these girls that oh this feels big right now but but down the road it's not that big of a deal are there certain memories that do come to mind though that you're like oh that when I think back to this game or I think back to you know what my stats were here are there certain games you remember and maybe what's one um 
one in particular, it was the loss against. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you always remember those, yeah. I guess. Right, right. <laughs> was the loss against uh, Tennessee in okay. the oh. um, uh, Sweet 16 yeah. in Oklahoma. And it yeah. was funny because we just came from Oklahoma. And I just remember walking down that tunnel. Oh, and, uh, like every time I go to OU, I'm like, this was a flashback. Place. You're back. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a. That was a. It was a really hot fart game, and it came down to two free throws. It came down to a foul okay. and two free throws that won the game, which should not have been called, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Sure. In my unbiased yeah, opinion. My, yes, yes, absolutely. For um, what it's worth, I agree with you. There so, you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. I don't much. remember it, but me too. <laughs> yeah. I agree. No, Trust it was. Us. Yeah, it was, it was one of those. And, and I thought from, from that game, you can tell that um, – we we came together so much as a team, um, and that was what propelled us into that following year when we won cool. the championship. Yeah. So That's it awesome. was literally that loss that got us to the point where we were like, hey, let's all stay back this yeah. summer um, at, and and work as hard as we yeah. can. Mm-hmm. And we did just that. Cool. Yeah. That was Here's what I remember about that. It was a Sunday night game. Wow. We were doing Inside Baylor Sports at the time, at time TV yes, show that yeah. aired on Sunday nights. Okay. We knew this game would be there, so we were set up for a live show, had all these great plans, game ends. We get Sophia, you know, or somebody out yeah. there live with us, and the game ends, and it is like – you just ran face first into a brick wall oh. because all of a sudden <laughs> this season, which was a great season it for you, it was, yeah, but it all was. of a sudden it's bam, it's oh. over just like that. Yeah. We still had to do the show. Shoot. <laughs> oh, the show must go the on. Arena. Man. But that was tough. Is that where, um, no, it wasn't. It, you had the t-shirts. Didn't they have point two on it? Probably. After that? Yeah. You yeah. That? Yeah. Of course. Point two tenths of a second. It was two tenths of a second. Oh. Yeah. Was yeah. the difference really okay. in yeah. that? So that was a real rallying cry, wasn't it? It was. It was. And then that's like I said, that's what propelled us for the next year because we yep. knew we were so much better. Like we knew we were going to win that game. Yeah. And we knew that we had so much more to give. And so that was a, a deciding factor. I think for our, for our team and in in terms of okay, where do we want to go from here? Who do we want to be as 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 players and as a team? And uh, it didn't help. It didn't hurt that we had a feisty coach you know? <laughs> 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 who just holds everything on her back, right? Yeah. And just pushed us to do you know like hey, you remember you remember point point two, right? Yes. Oh so man, was, yeah, that was a rallying cry for sure. I and then that. the next, obviously, the next season it was it, we. I think we just kind of went uphill. Yeah. 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 Sophia McYoung-Malcolm, our guest on the Sikkim Podcast, powered by the Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Love it. Sophia, so we talked about how... Wait, was that so Sophia or was that just so <laughs> Sophia? I like that. Tr- good transition, Sophia. Good job, so we talked to Sophia, so we talked about your recruiting process as a student athlete, but tell us a little bit about how you got recruited to this position that you're in now. What did that conversation look like? How did, how did you decide to leave coaching 
AAU, right? And mm-hmm. you've done that for a couple years and, mm-hmm. and had started your own club and yeah. everything. How did how did you switch over and move your family to Waco? Well, life is so life is so interesting. In Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Twenty twenty was such a was such a you know pivotal point for for the world. Um, I was coaching in high school and towards um, you know COVID. I I stayed home with my with my kids and mm-hmm. I truly had the best had the best time huh. you know with them yeah uh, and so with doing that just thinking okay do I want to go back to high school or do I want to go into college mm-hmm. and I I knew the sixteen to about twenty three age group I really really love mm-hmm. you know absolutely yeah. love I love college age kids mm-hmm. you know. You know, everybody kind of have that peop- those set of group of people yeah. that you just like. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like to be with like the older, the elderly, mm-hmm. or like kids. Yeah, and right. college age is like where I feel the most. Like I get fueled by them, mm-hmm. and so just kind of thinking about it, praying about it, and uh, telling my husband, "Hey, I want to go. B- I want to go into college coaching." And um, at that that in twenty one, I think um, the final four was in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and so just started that process in 2020 yeah. and um, in 2021 when it came uh, I, I started networking and you know uh, we had bought a, we just bought a house it was <laughs> to us it was wow. our forever home yeah. our kids were going to go to school right down the street <laughs> and funny. Um, yeah let's just say life is interesting right so um, I know that the UTSA uh, job was coming available and mm. I was like okay perfect yeah. I'm here in San we don't Antonio. have to move we, we have, have a house move. we have everything <laughs> like I had my life all planned out to be in San Antonio for the next 20 years right wow and uh, so the AD hired I think Karen Aston. oh yeah yeah uh-huh. from uh, from Baylor right. and uh, just kind of had a conversation with her letting her know what I was what I wanted to do and um and never heard back from from, from oh. her mm. and uh, and then that <laughs> so then co- the coach Mulkey stuff happened Mm -hmm. and some, some of my friends were like, Hey, you should try to go to Baylor. And I was like, no, Waco, no way. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not thinking about going back to Waco. And, um, and so that was for a few weeks, almost like five or six weeks. And, um, well, from the process of Karen Aston to, to Baylor, which happened within like two weeks within, you know, after coach Mulkey left. And, um, a a former coach of mine, called me and he was like you need to go back to Baylor huh. wow. wow and if and God knows God mm-hmm. knows who I listen to and yeah. he knows who <laughs> I don't listen to so yeah. he knows exactly who to tell me to you know who he should use to tell me to do that and so with that I um I reached out to Mac and said hey you know this is what I'm thinking this is a role that I would like perfect because at that point I didn't know if I wanted to coach coach yeah mm-hmm. Because I had two young kids, and I'm sure. like, I know the dynamics of traveling and recruiting is going to be a lot. And, and so I was like, hey, I want to be a spiritual advisor. I want to mm-hmm. be a mentor. I want to be, you know, uh, somebody that can help them with their life. Yeah. And so um, after he hired Nikki, he was like, all right. Um, he gave, he mentioned, I guess, my name to Nikki. And um, she called me. We had a fantastic conversation. Did y'all know each other before? We did not know. She knew of me because okay. I think she because who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. she'd yeah. never say that, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Becky Hammond uh-huh. played for her husband. Oh, yeah. in Colorado. oh yeah. and There's so a she connection. Would, yeah, uh-huh. so she would come to our games in San Antonio. Wow. So she knew. And then I think um, 
as I was coming out of the league, she was coming into the league. Yeah. So okay. she saw me play like my okay. last season and gotcha. stuff like that. So she knew who I was. Um, so we had a fantastic conversation. And then that was like on a Friday. And um, she was like, well, if you want to be a part of um, I will, I would love to have you. And so on Monday. Yeah. That, that, so that from a Friday to a Monday. Wow. Just like and then, that. So my husband and I told him what was going on. And. He was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Waco. Wow. Let's go to Waco. It's a great story. So, yeah. Such a great fit, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and credit Coach Collins, she saw that. She saw yeah. that. Brought she you saw here. that and brought me here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell everybody, you're talking about your family. Yeah. Tell everybody about your family. Yeah, yeah. So my husband and two babies. Uh, my daughter, Sky is five, and mm. she cannot wait to be six. Oh, <laughs> man. Because <laughs> once you're well, six, I mean, you like, have arrived. Yes, life is, life is a whole different story. <laughs> Cute. And, so, uh, and my son is four, so he's also going to be five. They're both born in February. Uh, yeah, no, so they're man. literally one year apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so we're done. Coming wow. Up. I am thinking about that <laughs> personally, and you are Superwoman. That would be yeah, so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So they are they are amazing. The transition here to Waco have been phenomenal for them. My husband is really involved with Startup Waco. Oh, great. Um, and uh, so he works out of there. And uh, my kids are finding their way with yeah. friends and, you know, their, their school. So it's been, it's, been, it's been a fantastic move. Didn't think that I was going to come back to Waco, like yeah. I mentioned. But God, yeah. is, God has done some amazing things, opened up some incredible doors and just feeling the family and the love and the connection back here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know I needed yeah. this. You know, but yeah. But yeah. It's been, it's been Baylor cool. is home. It yeah, is home. it is home. Yeah. It I is love home. that. I feel like that is a big part of so many people's story that yeah. moved to Waco, whether it's for a coaching job and it's this – you know, when you see it on paper, you think, oh, gosh, Ooh, like, that's a great <laughs> idea. No, thank you. And then <laughs> you meet the people, and exactly yeah. like you said, it feels like home. So is your extended family in San Antonio still, or where's kind of grandparents and things like well, that? Well, my husband's mom lives in San Antonio. Okay. So, yeah, so she can, nice. she comes up every now and then, and then my sister is in San Antonio as well. Okay. But, you know, guys, you know, from I'm from the Caribbean, so my right, mom further. and uh, brothers and sisters are still back okay. in the Caribbean, which I don't think that they like Texas as much as. <laughs> a little they're different. Before, yeah, they prefer the Caribbean weather. Yeah. So they don't Caribbean, really like Waco, yeah. Yeah, not really call. apples to apples. There. How often do you get back there? I went back in 2019, right before COVID, yeah. and okay. I was thinking, okay, well, we're going to take our kids every year to yeah. the Caribbean, right. and then COVID happened. So we are going to go back maybe next summer cool. or, or um, 25, probably. That yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, another part of your job, a uh, kind of a sidelight to what you do with women's basketball, you're doing radio with us doing on the radio. Baylor Women's Broadcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, Katie, here's my thought. When when Sophia was here and we need a color analyst, I thought, oh, that would be a dream team to pair her with Derek Smith. Wouldn't that would be? Would Sophia be interested in that? Because yeah. she's got a full-time job, right, you know, right, working right. with basketball. Yeah. Could she make time to do it? But I asked you, and you said originally you were interested, and we talked more about it, and uh, you're just perfect for that yeah, role. Yeah, incredible. You really are. You guys are so good at encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're no, perfect we're really for not that, that role. good at that. We're being honest. <laughs> it's been good. It's been a good. You enjoy it? I, I do. Yeah. I do. And Derek is so cool. He's Derek so, is great. He's so awesome he to is. work with. He is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like he has trained me very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's part of it. I mean, the pairing. And mm-hmm. if, you know, and Derek is is great to work with, and you are great to work with him. Yeah. So. It's been a really good – it's a really good product. So, thank you for doing that. Yeah. No problem. Don't no get problem. tired of doing radio, okay, please. So, what do game days look like for you, switching between those two roles? Like, 
when do you switch from Sophia Young, Mal- Malcolm Young, I always mm-hmm. do that, okay. from assistant AD of player development to radio superstar? Well, it, uh, on the road is different from at home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at home, I try not to get involved too much in terms of, because, you know, it's a home game. You're more comfortable here yeah. for the players. So we just, I go before the game and listen to, you know, the talk. And um, and if I see somebody struggling at, you know, halftime, I can give an input. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, but most of the time I'm on the radio for, yeah. that, for that point. Um, on the road, it's it's more like, all right, who can I who can I encourage? Who who needs a little mm-hmm. bit more? You know, yeah. it's gonna be a little bit more of racking being on the road. How can we get them to calm down a little bit yeah. and um, uh, you know try to do that and, and then you know get on the pregame show and then the game and also at halftime right. to see what can happen. She nice. breaks away at halftime. Breaks away at halftime. Gets that, that info, inside info yes. and then brings that <laughs> yes, back. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. That it's works out really well. Yeah. Do you uh, do you enjoy the role that you're in right now enough that you don't miss coaching or is there a, mm-hmm. an itch at all to coach again? There is an itch to coach again okay. for sure. Um, like I said, coming back, I didn't think that – I came here with, okay, let me just do this for now and to see if I want to coach, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know when Coach uh, Nikki asked, do you have, do you want to coach? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. You yeah. know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but just being around the game and being around the players, and I feel like I, 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 there's so much in my mind that I want to be able to teach and I want to be able to give to them. And, uh, and I feel like if I don't do it, then I'm going to regret not trying. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, I definitely want to go in and, and, and try the coaching, the coaching mm-hmm. aspect, but, mm-hmm. and I've learned so much, uh, from this role Yeah, that I feel like I'll be a much more equipped coach, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that again, God works in mysterious ways, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I needed this role, yeah. but I feel like this role has taught me how to coach. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't coaching, but yeah. it has taught me like the the relational aspect of coaching and what the players need. How do I get them to bring the the most out of them? Yeah, this is what this role has taught me. Yeah, you know? so so yes, I I intend on coaching, and um, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's huge. I feel like it's such a when something when you can't do something, you're not allowed to talk X's and O's exactly. as much. It's wow, I miss it. You know? Right, right, right. But you're learning so much about a new coaching style. What's kind of maybe one thing you've really learned from Nikki's coaching style? Because her not being your coach. Yeah. Um, well, Co- Coach Nikki, obviously, if you if you compare them to for her to and Kim, they're yeah. very different yeah. in terms of the way that they are. Um, they play and 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 on the sideline and and the demands that they they mm-hmm. make from their team and I think Coach Nikki is uh, gives you a lot of freedom, mm. you know. Um, she is that player's coach and she yeah. wants them to kind of you know think the game motion and telling them what to do, mm. and so that's very different, you know. But that's the WNBA type of mindset, mm. especially as professionals. You don't really need to be taught what to do; you just need to play. And so she brings that type of uh, mindset into the college that I. I didn't because I didn't experience that as a college athlete that's different yeah and I think that gives you so much freedom as 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 players which I which I truly love love yeah that's yeah. awesome 
Well, we love visiting with you, and we love that you're back at Baylor. You're a huge part of the success of uh, not just Baylor women's basketball, but Baylor athletics in mm-hmm. general. So thanks for visiting with us today. We really appreciate it. Yes, no problem. Thank yeah. you. Happy to have been here. Thank, thank you. you very much. <laughs> All-American, all-star, Sophia Young-Malcolm. I love it. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, very fun to visit with uh, Sophia. And uh, when I say one of Baylor's all-time greats, I don't say that lightly. I mean, truly all over the record books everywhere. I I loved hearing the story about kind of how she got back to Baylor, that conversation with Mac. But my favorite thing is that she's like, oh, I won't be surprised when the girls don't know my stats or records because sometimes I'm surprised by it. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's amazing. That's really cool. So uh, good luck, continued success to Baylor women's basketball and Sophia season continues and that's our Sikkim podcast for this week it is powered by rogue media network for katie smith for another legend another Mm. one of baylor's all-time greats for sophia young malcolm i'm john morris thanks for tuning in to the Sikkim podcast powered by rogue media network you've been listening to the Sikkim podcast powered by rogue media network The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.